welcome back to the Binge Eating Dietitian podcast. Thank you for being here. My name is Jo. I'm a registered dietitian. I'm also a certified intuitive eating counsellor and I'm here to smash the taboo of binge eating because the world needs more talk about binge eating. It happens to so many of us, yet it's such a taboo subject, so there is very little spoken about it in the wider world. So thanks for joining me for this episode. It's a really good one today because it's one of those really practical episodes. And I think you're particularly going to enjoy this if you are feeling a little bit confused, a little bit overwhelmed about shopping for food now that you are starting to work on a healthier relationship with food. When you are struggling with binge eating or you have a challenging relationship with food, doing something like going to the supermarket can feel really overwhelming and really confusing. It might be a task that you dread doing, something that you know that you have to do because you need to get some food into your house, but you really hate it and it's because you just feel so confused and you don't know what to buy and there's so many different options for every food available that you just feel a little bit bewildered especially if you are also trying to follow some diet plan, right? Because when you are restricting or you're on a diet, there is a list of foods that you're supposed to eat. And if you veer off that list, well, then you automatically feel really guilty and ashamed of that. But what if you're in the supermarket and something catches your eye and you think to yourself, oh, I would really like to buy this, but it's not on my plan, but I want it. What do I do? Uh, It can just cause you to go crazy. Or if you're in the middle of binge eating right now, maybe you go to the supermarket and you stock up on all your binge foods. And even before you get home, say in the car on the way home, you find yourself binging on them. So they never actually make it to your house. And for some reason that makes you feel a little bit better because it's almost like the food never existed in the first place. So all in all, what I'm trying to say is that if you have a challenging relationship with food, then going food shopping, even though it's deemed as being quite a mundane and everyday task, it can be really challenging for you. It can be something that you struggle with every time that you have to go. And that's why I want to offer you some of my tips today. Before I jump into today's episode, my usual disclaimer, please don't take any healthcare advice from this podcast Because remember, it is just for educational purposes only. Always seek the one-to-one support from your doctor, your nurse, or your dietitian because they actually know you. I know I'm helping you through the airwaves, but for most of you, I have never met you before. So it's really important that you talk to somebody who knows you well about your healthcare. And having said that, if you would like to work with me on a one-to-one basis, I do take private clients. I do a package of eight sessions where we work together to overcome your struggles with binge eating. So if you feel ready to move on from binge eating, then reach out. There is a link in the show notes with all of the information that you need. All right, let's jump into today's episode. I am going to be offering four pieces of advice for relearning how to shop for food when you've had a challenging relationship with food or that you've struggled with binge eating. My first piece of advice is what supermarket do you go to? 
And most importantly, why? I want you to ask yourself, why do I go to that supermarket? Why do I shop there? Is it because it's the closest to my house? Is it because it's the most convenient? They have a delivery service. It's what I can afford. Or do I go to that supermarket because they tend to have more healthy options or they tend to sell foods that are deemed to be more healthful, more nutritious than others. I think in all countries, there are some supermarkets which claim to be more healthy than others, or it appears that the food that they sell is more pure, more wholesome than other brands. And on the other hand, there seems to be supermarkets that sell more decadent, more luxurious, more fancy food. And usually it's more expensive too. Now, I understand there is a lot of privilege in even being able to choose what supermarket to go to. I know that worldwide food insecurity is on the rise. Living off food stamps or donations from food banks are on the rise too. So I do recognize that there is a lot of privilege in what I am saying here. But what I'm just asking you to do is check in with, do I think go to the supermarket because I think it's better than others? Do I go there because the food seems to be more wholesome or they sell more organic options or the food is just better there than in other places? From my experience of living in Ireland, the UK and now in the States, it appears to me that this is more of a consideration living in America because there are certain supermarket brands that hail themselves as being more pure, more better value, better quality than others. Whereas in Ireland and the UK, supermarkets tend to be pretty neutral. Yeah, we have the big chains and they'll have the healthful, organic, wholesome foods within those chains, but they don't portray themselves as being better quality or better nutrition or more wholesome than other brands. It's my perception as somebody who has lived in the US for quite a short time. I've only lived here since November last year, so about seven months or so. But it seems that where you shop for food seems to say a lot about you as a person. A very health conscious person may shop at Whole Foods, whereas somebody who is more playful and likes to experiment with their food choices may shop at Trader Joe's. By the way, I know this is a completely ridiculous concept. Of course, wherever you shop for food does not say anything about you or your character. So particularly if you live in America, I would just ask you to to think about why do you shop at the supermarket that you shop at? Is it because you deem it to be better? You deem it to be more healthy or less healthy than other brands? It's just something to think about. My second piece of advice is to look at the kind of foods that you buy now and ask yourself why. Look at the kind of foods that you put into your shopping every week or every couple of days or every month and just ask yourself, why do I buy these foods? And if you have to, take out a pen and paper and go through every single thing that you buy. Perhaps use an old shopping receipt as a guide so you can ask yourself, why did I buy this? Was it for nutrition purposes? Was it for taste purposes? Was this part of a binge? Is it something that my family likes? 
Remember, as always, there is no right or wrong to this. There is no judgment with this. But what we are doing is we're just checking in and just seeing why is it that you make the same purchases week after week? Why is it that you choose to buy these foods? See if you notice any pattern emerging. Do you buy certain foods because your most recent diet plan recommended this food or because you feel that it's a a non-threatening food? It seems to be a food that everybody says is healthy, nobody disputes, so that's why you buy it. Maybe it's a fruit or a vegetable and you buy it every week because you know that it's quote-unquote good for you but you also notice that you end up throwing it out at the end of every week before your next shop. It does no harm just to check in every now and then why you are buying these foods and what your intention is for buying them. And maybe it's just become a habit that you keep rebuying them over and over again, but they may not be serving you. You may have noticed that, yeah, maybe six months ago, you really liked 0% fat yogurt But now that you are developing a better relationship with food, you're listening to your body more, you've noticed that you don't like 0% yogurt. You really like the full fat stuff, but yet you just haven't stopped buying the 0% yet. Give it a go and let me know what you come up with. My third piece of advice is this is when you actually get to the supermarket. The first time you do this, set aside some extra time so that you can take your trolley or your basket and you can walk slowly up and down the aisles. And I'm hoping wherever you are that COVID restrictions have lifted a bit so it's a bit more comfortable to spend more time in supermarkets because now is a really great time to get reacquainted with what kind of foods your supermarket sells and what kind of foods have always been available to you but you never even imagined buying them because you were always on a diet or on some plan where certain foods were vilified. If you have taken steps to improve your relationship with food, then I bet part of that has been to include more foods, a wider variety from all of the food groups. Nothing is off limits. And the same goes for when you're in the supermarket. Of course, within reason, it needs to be within your budget for food. But now is your time to reacquaint yourself with all the foods that have always been there, but you were never allowed to try because of your diet. Take your time with this, pass through the aisles slowly and take up different products from the shelf and ask yourself, does this sound appealing to me? Is this something that I would like to include in a meal or a snack? At this point, try to not focus so much on if the product is healthy or if it's good for you or if it's nutritious. Try to just park that for a bit. Instead, why not choose foods that sound like they would really satisfy you? Foods that sound like they would really hit the spot. And later on down the line, you can work on trying to make it more nutritious or more healthy later. If that's something that's even an appropriate goal for you, it might not be. Why not take a trip down aisles that you have never even considered taking a trip down before? What about the frozen food section? How does that make you feel? Some people say that frozen foods are bad for you. 
that they are processed and have no place in your diet. That is wrong. Frozen foods are incredibly useful and I for one could not manage without them. And I'm not just talking about frozen fruit and frozen veg, which by the way are just as nutritious, perhaps even more when they're frozen because they're frozen at peak freshness. But what about things like pre-prepared frozen meals, frozen dinners, or frozen pizzas, or frozen desserts even. When you are trying to improve your relationship with food, it's important that you don't look at any food as being good and bad, because the thing is, good and bad foods don't exist. All of those foods I've just mentioned, like frozen pizza or frozen ready meals, all of those contain nutrition. They are not devoid of nutrition for some reason because they are processed or frozen. And in fact, allowing these foods in your diet can make your life so easy. If you are a busy parent and you have lots of little mouths to feed, I hope that by saying that frozen foods are allowed now and they are nutritious, I hope that that makes your life trying to feed all these little mouths multiple times a day, every single day. I hope that makes your life a little bit easier. Homemade foods are great, sure, but it's not always realistic and it's not fair that you feel guilty because you've given your children a frozen meal as part of their weekly schedule. It is okay. And lastly, my fourth piece of advice for you is remember you have a whole different mindset towards food now. I know that the thoughts of going into a supermarket and spending time walking up and down the aisles, it might sound like something that you've only ever dreamt of. And usually you go into a supermarket and you buy the same 10 or 20 items. Well, the thing is, this is your new life now. If you are developing a healthier relationship with food, you have become more open to allowing more foods into your life. So when you are getting reacquainted with your supermarket, I want you to remember closely that you don't need to buy everything right now. You don't need to stock your trolley or your basket with all of the delicious foods and everything has to be something new and you should pile in lots of snack foods and biscuits and sweets and chocolate because you're never going to have this chance again. You can slow down. You don't have to buy it all this week. Because remember, this is you forever now. These supermarket aisles are always going to be available to you. So you can take it slow. This week, you can buy some foods that sound like they would be really appealing to you and foods that you haven't had in ages. And then next week, you can buy them again or you can choose something completely different. I want you to not approach this with a deprivation mindset. This isn't a one-time thing. You can get to shop in all of your supermarket aisles from now on. So don't feel the need to buy everything all at once. You have time. So just to run through those points again, the first point is why do you shop at the supermarket that you do? The second point is why do you buy the foods that you do at the moment? Take out an old receipt and ask yourself why you bought each item. The third tip is to take some time to walk up and down all the aisles in the supermarket, paying attention to aisles that you have never even considered going before. And number four is to remember that 
this is not a one-time thing. You do not have to buy every single item that sounds like it would taste good to you right now because guess what? Next week or the week after or the month after, you can come back and you can buy more. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope that you enjoyed today's podcast episode. I will come back at you next week with another episode, but until then, take care of yourself. Mm-hmm.